This is Localization Today, a podcast from multilingual media covering the most relevant daily news in the language industry. Thank you. Good to see you. So it's been, what, less than a year that you've been on the job as CEO of We Localize. You've been in a adjacent type of service that is very similar to localization and translation. So what are your first observations, this being your first lock world, I guess? What are your first observations about the language industry as a top executive coming from outside the industry? Sure. Thanks, Renato. So yes, so I am, I am new to Lockworld, new to the industry, new to We Localize, so a real outsider. I mean, over the last six months, I would say I've fallen in love with the industry. I'm a, a bit of a, a global citizen myself. I've lived all over the world and, you know, we're a multicultural family. And so there's something very personally connecting for me with the, with the, with the industry and the, you know, multinational nature of it. The second thing is its complexity. You know, I think people on the outside of the localization industry have this image in their head that how hard can it be? You know, you just get a translator and they translate stuff and that's it. And, you know, the level of just operational and process complexity is extraordinary. And then the third, the third you know, thing is, is, you know, I would say the excitement of just disruption. And now look, everyone's talking about generative AI it's not uniquely affecting the language services industry, but it certainly is affecting the language services industry. You know, that sort of tectonic shift is, is another kind of, feels like an interesting, you know, really interesting moment in time. I, I find fascinating that the first word that you brought up was complexity. I think that people don't realize, as you said, how many dots we need to connect. And the definition of complexity is something that changes. You have too many elements that are not repeated regularly. Those, that would be something that is complicated. Complicated is easy to automate. Complex is hard to automate because the variables change, right? And we are in a business that has language, technology, time, money, so many variables that keep changing from client to client and frequently inside the same client. What is the the, 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 the unique thing that you have seen now that you have joined. You, you worked with management consulting and, and human-related activities before. Yeah, tech-enabled yeah, te management, te tech management consulting. How do you compare that to this? And I would say one of the aspects may be who you talk to, to inside the organization might be one of those things that are different. How do you mean? You mean from a, from a bias standpoint? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, I think that the, the last business I ran was actually in research to institutional investors. Yes. So our clients were private equity funds, hedge funds, and so on. That, that was a pretty complex operation. Like when you really got down into the mechanics of the business, pretty complex. I do think the language services industry, you know, takes that to a different level. And I think that, you know, it, it's, it's about the sort of the depth of the technology stack. And it's about the, the inputs to this industry. The, the industry is so large, but sort of sits in a very curious way in the middle of a value chain. So there's all sorts of things that happen up here and there's all sorts of things that happen. So this industry operates on a whole set of inputs. And I think the complexity of the inputs 
in terms of their formats and their, you know, everything is the thing that makes dealing with that so difficult in this industry. So I think that that is, I would say language services takes the prize right, for, for the most complicated. In terms, of, in terms of conversations with clients, I think again, by virtue of the language services being not a value chain, but in the middle of a value chain, it's a loop. It's a loop. And so the ultimate clients, so our clients tend to be heads of localization and big companies. Our ultimate clients are content creators and big companies. And we have conversations with some of them and we don't have conversations with many of them. So that is a little bit of a situation that I'm kind of trying to navigate. And I would also say localization departments relationship with upstream content creators varies a lot in our clients as well. So that is a, a curious landscape to navigate. And you touched on the generative AI and AI uh, uh, impact in our space. And this is it's not the first time. I'm an old timer, uh, unlike you. And I, I, I remember when your position was announced and uh, I looked at your profile. You came from Third Bridge, right? And, and I was thinking, this guy is used to talking to top level, a private equity company, people who are making decisions. And in this industry, you're talking to middle management, to people who are dealing with mundane problems and they only get to the C-level suite when something goes wrong, right? But it's yet, there are many other activities in organizations that have a similar pattern. It's where it's essentially a regular operation part of the business and complexity is handled and nobody cares about that. But with content generation now being some more democratized, do you see this, and it's very hard to predict because we're in the middle of the beginning, let's put it this way. Do you see some people predict an explosion of more content because it's easier to generate content, which would be very beneficial for us. Do you have any indication from your relationship with clients that something is going in that direction? Well, I think old time and new timer, right? <laughs> My, my, and I know the one of the misconceptions from outside language services is uh, AI is really new for language services, and it's really not. Uh, language services is very early adopter and neural machine, machine translation back in 2017. You know, the and despite the ongoing grind of automation, you know, with some various step functions like neural machine translation, the industry's continued to grow. And the interesting seesaw for the industry is as the unit cost of translating goes down, the volume of stuff to be translated goes up faster. And hence the whole industry grows. And so that is an interesting dynamic in the industry which ultimately is going to determine how fast it grows, how much it grows. And that is an unwritten story for the generative AI impact. From our conversations with clients, there's no, there's no question that Generative AI is going to accelerate automation. You know, I think the, 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 the reasons or the obstacles or the excuses to embrace automation, not just in language services, but by the way, through an entire enterprise, are going to come under pressure from CTOs, C, the C-suite, okay? But all of the indications from conversations I have suggest that the volume of content to be localized and translated is going to explode. Now. The dynamic between those two things 
will volume outstrip automation? Will automation outstrip volume? Will, you know, in what sequence will that happen? You know, frankly, we're going to find out in the, in the coming years. But I think one thing is unquestionably incorrect, and that is that automation's going to decimate the industry. I think there's a very decent chance that it could accelerate growth in the industry. But, you know, that's an unwritten story. I, I'm very happy to hear what you're saying because very frequently I've done this a few times, talked to newcomers to the industry, and it takes them a while to understand this. You, you mentioned some words that I think are absolutely correct. Is that the platforms are changing. And when they change, you, need, you have new formats, you have new demands, you have additional languages where AI doesn't have an impact because you work with very large enterprises that are doing 40, 50, 100, 150 languages. And when you get past the first 20, the automation of the language translation goes down significantly. So we tend to look as an industry at things as a, uh, a monolith when the reality is that there are many, many moving pieces. And so the combination of uh, platform and complexity and the fact that you understand that gives you a leading edge in, as an outsider coming in. So first of all, kudos for observing that. It takes, it takes uh, I've had conversations here today with CEOs that came from outside the industry that haven't gotten that yet. So the, the, the challenge here is to manage opportunity. And what is We Localize? We Localize has grown over the years through mergers and acquisitions, and, and they'll bring in the new clients and grow them organically. Is there any vision for you to change this dynamic? Where, where do you see this today after six months, strategically looking forward? Well, so look, we the ambition is to continue to grow. I mean, I would say, we are very focused on organic growth. Any business that acquires companies, acquiring businesses is, is good, but organic growth, it cannot be at the expense of organic growth. That is what provides oxygen to any organization for career development, career advancement, promotions, right? All of these things. So for the time being, we have been very acquisitive in our past. For the time being, you know, we, we are focused pretty intensively on, on organic growth. You know, of course, we will be opportunistic where it makes sense, but as an organization, we're focused on organic growth. The other thing I would say is just, you know, the other, the other challenge, so, so against the backdrop of that ambition, the challenge is really, well, how do you navigate that in a future world that, frankly, none of us can predict? And those who say they can align. <laughs> I agree. Right? And, 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 and you can, you know, the, the management challenge, uh, the challenge for our organization is how do you move toward organically growing but under incredible uncertainty? And it's not just generative AI. I mean, economically, th th there is a very good chance we could be in recession next year. Geopolitically, it's very troubling, everything that's going on, whether it's in the Middle East or, or Eastern Europe. And we're working very hard to sort of confront that head on. We believe now is the time to invest, not retract. Now is not the time to sit back and wait. It's the time to take chances and then course correct rapidly. So for us, there is a bit of a mindset that the current environment demands, and that's what we're trying to embrace. This is a, a very, uh, how, how would I say, 
realistic approach. And in fact, we've been beating this uh, prediction of a recession for almost two years now. Next month, next month. And I hope it doesn't happen. But it's, it's the cycle. It's the, 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 the history. It's the pattern that we, can, we, we will have something at some point. And the challenges are everywhere. Part of the M&A challenge is it's, it's cheaper to invest money elsewhere than to put it in, a, in an acquisition. The cost of money got much higher than it used to be. But I'm, I'm very happy to hear about this concept of the organic growth because we localized traditionally has always had a very good customer base. And leading technology companies are companies that are fueling the growth of and the advancement of localization for all of us. Are there any new adjacent segments that you're looking into? Because you traditionally have worked with tea companies and a little bit with medical and pharmaceutical and that, that life sciences side. Are there any other verticals that you're looking as interesting for We Localize? Yeah, we, we have four legs to our stool. So we have, you know, big tech, manufacturing and entertainment as one vertical. We have legal and we have life sciences. And you have the IP business. The IP business, uh, the Park IP acquisition, but yeah, we've got a big legal business. And we've got a, uh, a, a business in data for AI, which is actually the part of our business growing fastest at the moment. We are not looking for more verticals. In fact, we've narrowed the verticals that we're focused on. If you want to grow organically, Going narrow and deep is a better strategy, in my view. Any one of the verticals in which we operate are massive. We could actually go nowhere else for the next decade and grow, you know, triple our business. So we are not looking for new verticals. We are not, we're going narrow and deep. What we are exploring is, is can we, are there offerings when you go deeper into those verticals that are natural adjacencies. I think the whole concept of moving further up the content value chain is kind of interesting. We've already started experimenting actually with quality validation of source content as opposed to translated content. And some of the new tools allow us to do that, but that's gonna be, they'll be active areas of exploration. They will come from deep client intimacy and getting really in touch with the, our clients' business and what drives ROI for them and what sorts of incremental services might be a benefit. I, I'm fascinated with the business strategy and I, I really appreciate you describing this focus approach. It's easier, faster, and the challenge that you will have to overcome obviously is, is the, the uh, penetration inside organizations. And this is something that we as an industry have struggled over time because we are too task oriented and not goal oriented, let's put it this way. But I think that this is a, a fantastic area where you're going to thrive because you come with the right attitude, with the right view, and i conscious of our time and I really thank you for having this conversation with us here. Well, first of all, I just want to say I couldn't be happier having joined the language services industry. I couldn't be happier having joined We Localize, which is an incredible company with an unbelievably strong culture. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the next several years when so many things are going to unfold. Absolutely. One of the things, one of the things that I learned from the CEO of STL a few years ago, when before the acquisition by RWS, I asked him, 
what's the difference between this industry and the ones that you were before? And he said, nobody leaves. Everybody stays. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Localization Today. To subscribe to Multilingual Magazine, go to multilingual.com slash subscribe.